0: Welcome to Scary Basement Jump Scare. Each month, me and my friend Roxy find ourselves suddenly and jarringly back in this horrifying scary basement, and we're never ready for it. I'm Mikey McCollar, and I was in the middle of doing laundry, returning an email, texting my neighbor to see if they can turn their music down, and thinking about my future.
1: And I'm Roxy Polk, and I was just playing the Twine game, The Uncle Who Works at Nintendo, by
0: Zootle. Oh, I've played that. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, since we're here in the scary basement, and generally when we're here, we recap horror stuff. <laughs> what do true, we, we do, just, do that. Let's just do it now. Let's just recap The Uncle Who Works for Nintendo.
1: Okay, yeah. It's a, it was a pretty, pretty interesting little game. Uh, I didn't know what to expect going into it, but... A whole lot of stuff happens, Mikey.
0: Let's start with a plot recap.
1: All right. So it starts off, um, the uncle who works for Nintendo is a choose-your-own-adventure-style text adventure, which finds you playing an 11-year-old going to a sleepover at the house of their best friend, whose name the player gets to choose from a list.
0: Your best friend's parents serve you your best friend's favorite meal, spaghetti and meatballs. Dull. You then notice your best friend's father is drinking a beer. But wait, their father doesn't drink. Oh, yeah. That was not a beer. It was a lemonade. Thank Christ.
1: After dinner, your best friend shows you their video game collection. It's full of Dreamcasts and Playstations and all sorts of other crazy stuff that is just kind of described in shapes and colors. (laughs) Uh, But there's also unreleased consoles with green stripes and uh, hooks for gloves.
0: Then... You, the player, begin playing games with your best friend down in the den. You can ask them about school, look at the framed pictures of their family, or just jam out on some Star Fox and Ocarina of Time.
1: Uh, Soon your best friend's mom brings out some popcorn and tells your best friend that tonight at midnight, her uncle, who works at Nintendo, is coming over.
0: At that point, you can learn about your best friend's overpowered Mew from a game that they're playing at school. Mew, of course, a Pokemon you're not supposed to be allowed to get unless you got a promotional copy. And also, you begin to remember a powerful storm that changed the town just a few months previous.
1: You'll get all kinds of different choices uh, that will reveal different aspects of your best friend's life, uh, which will lead to different endings and such, including a brother that only you can remember, and the fact that your best friend's parents seem to be frozen in time whenever they're not interacting with their
0: child. If you press your best friend on the titular uncle who works at Nintendo, you can get into a fight with them and learn that maybe there was some darkness going at home. This best friend was being left alone a lot of the time, and their father was spending some quality time at the bar pounding Brew Dogs. You have then the option to tell your friend you're sorry that you weren't there for her.
1: Then at midnight, the uncle who works for Nintendo arrives. And in video game breaking code prompts, it calls you child a lot. (laughs) And presumably eats you or does something unspeakable to delete you from reality.
0: Truly haunting. There are other options, though. You can convince your best friend to reveal the secret of her uncle who works at Nintendo. If you can do this, you'll learn that this... Monster came during the last storm and can alter reality to their whims. It can give this friend unlimited video games and delete alcohol from their father's life. Only if this child, your best friend, continues to feed him. Feed him what, you ask? Why, it's children. That's the only thing <laughs> monsters ever eat. If there were any other kind of food, the uncle that works for Nintendo could just go to the grocery store.
1: Down this path, you'll call your mom to pick you up uh, and head home, safe and sound. The next day, you'll learn about the fire that occurred at your best friend's house. There were no survivors, and only rubble remains.
0: Later, exploring this burned-down house, you find your best friend's Game Boy. If you choose to pick it up, you'll use it to communicate with your best friend, rallying them to fight back against the uncle who works at Nintendo. With you! Through the power of friendship! Together, you and your best friend can starve the uncle who works at Nintendo... And rekindle your video game-based friendship, Roxy. That was the uncle who works for Nintendo.
1: It sure was. <laughs> this game was a uh, man. It it goes a lot of places. I will say that
0: it to me feels like <laughs> the perfect creepy pasta. Yeah. In that it, it does have an ending. We granted you. We did have to Google how to get the it.
1: specifics, yeah. We got quite a few endings on our own. I think there's technically six endings, including
0: the like bonus ending. I always feel like creepypastas end unsatisfyingly in the sense that like, I turned around and there was the thing. And a lot of the uncle who works at Nintendo's endings are that. <laughs> yes, they very much are. <laughs> Unsatisfying, it's just like, the thing opened the door and it had no hands. And I'm like, well, what was the point of my time?
1: Yeah, like, none of the choices you work or choose, like, do anything in that
0: one particular ending, too. (laughs) I feel like we need a way to end (laughs) choose-your-own-adventure stories better. Um, And I could get this wrong. I feel like I've heard this said about the Mass Effect series. Really? Where this is a video game series where you have a ton of choices, and Mm -hmm. at the end of it, it kind of begins to funnel you down towards just a couple of different choices. Like it does give you an ending and then the details will be different, but the story will still end in the same way. I feel like so often when there are multiple endings to a story, I always think about like Silent Hill. Yeah. Which is a video game that has a man wandering around a mysterious town. And the ending I got when I played that game is my daughter, who I was looking for, is the end boss. Uh Uh-huh. And I shoot her to death and he just goes like, it can't end like this, can it? And that does. It does end like that. <laughs> and that sucks. And so many of these Uncle Who Ends at Nintendo endings are just like, yeah, you get eaten. And it sucks. Yeah. How do we solve this? Like, what, what this game does that, like, really, like, pulled me in was, like, once you get to the alternate ending, it was like, oh, there was a point. There was something going on here. And it's really kind of beautiful, this idea that you could be the first empathetic friend in this <laughs> kid's life. To see what's kind of going on at home and uh, tell them they have the power to change some circumstances is really lovely.
1: Yeah, and I think each different ending like informs your perception of what's going on and like gives you different little hints and stuff depending on what you choose or what you don't choose. Mm, like, um, what? well, it kind of—it's it, very easy to skip the part about the storm. Like, I think we did it once when we were trying to get one of the endings in particular, and mm-hmm. if you just skip that one detail then you won't be able to keep pushing and find out other things. So yeah. it's kind of like it rewards you for paying attention and being thorough.
0: Mm-hmm. And so this uncle who comes from Nintendo... He <laughs> comes from Nintendo. He wasn't birthed by Nintendo. He, was he worked. Fascired. I like to think that uh, the uncle who works at Nintendo was a demon creature mm-hmm. who existed and then was individual, individually and regardless of his status as a demon... Later hired by Nintendo.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So he uh, he made the lie real.
0: Yeah. Everything else was normal <laughs> about him being a demon. And then Nintendo is like, you're the man that we need on our team. <laughs> he does this. He comes in a storm.
1: Yeah. And it. He has nothing to do with video games initially. It's only because that's what this kid, your friend, is into. So, like, that's what they are requesting. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they want to be good at video games. They want their parents not to drink. They want all of the latest video game consoles Mm -hmm. and everything like that so they can act like they're cool and... You know, kind of show off to people Mm -hmm. like your kid, your friend in this is definitely that like rich kid who thought that being rich and getting the richest stuff like was their personality and Mm -hmm. made people like them.
0: And they were right. (laughs) I 100% had a friend who was very rich because he always got the new N64 games the day they come out. Okay. He also had carpeting in his downstairs basement, which was wild to me, but then carpeting in his bathroom. Which I okay, was like,
1: that's cursed. Wow. God, bathroom
0: carpet is cursed. I remember <laughs> thinking it was so fancy. Fancy? Yeah. Well, no, Because it's Cause be like, carpet not. is comfortable, and it's not comfortable to be in the bathroom when there's no carpet. So it's like, wow, even his bathroom is comfortable. <laughs> I guess I thought that, like, your house cost was determined by how much the carpet was covering the floor.
1: I guess so, yeah, like like kid logic, you know? Like, you don't really think about how, oh, cleaning that would be an absolute nightmare. Oh, yeah,
0: Just, it's the worst thing yeah, I can imagine. Yeah.
1: Just stepping out of the shower wouldn't turn your carpet into a moldy mess uh-huh. if you did it
0: more than once. Yeah, I, I do hate it now, but at the time I was like, wow, I get to go over to this kid's house and take off my socks when I go to the bathroom and play Blast Corps? <laughs> like...
1: I don't even think I know that one. Is that a 64 game?
0: I think it was made by Rare.
1: Rare, really? Okay. Just what I know, I guess. <laughs> what do you mean, ick? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Take it back. Uh, so this ending of this game, you pick up your friend's Game Boy and then the menu actually turns into a Game Boy.
1: Yeah, so it was very cool. So this is a Twine game. So Twine lets you do a lot of well, different things. What does Twine
0: stand for? What does a Twine game look like?
1: Like when you're coding it and everything, it's so like just text with like essentially choice trees so it'll kind of look like you didn't play detroit become human i would never <laughs> yeah it has a menu system in that game that kind of just like shows the different choices you make and where they spider off to mm. you know like if you get a dead end or you get an ending or like this character's alive or this one isn't so when you're code i don't know if you technically even call it coding in Twine. i guess you can i don't know how to code very well and oh nobody uh, knows was, how to code <laughs> nobody ever in existence coding does. is impossible but so, like, even someone like me can kind of figure it out. You know, it's more like placing choices on a map instead of coding, like, I don't know, with, with numbers and such. Yeah. But the way they did it, though, they incorporated images and stuff, too. So, like, lots of Twine games can just be text only, but they incorporated, like, sporadic art and images and stuff, which was really neat. And in particular, that part where it switches into the video game uh, menu screen was very neat, and I was not expecting it at all. And it makes sense because that's like the true ending, so they kind of mm-hmm. you know went a lot to integrate it. Yeah,
0: you, you're you as the player character are finding a Game Boy and like playing through its menu. Yeah, and talking to your friend as this theoretical uncle who works for Nintendo <laughs> is calling you, oh child. <laughs>
1: Oh, child, you must stop. Stop, child. He tries to overwhelm you with code as well. Mm-hmm. So he, he's trying to actively come after you at the end, which is very neat. Especially because I don't know how they timed it. They had to have done something more complex, and I understand. But they timed it to just keep setting off more and more code that you would have to click through. Mm-hmm. So as he's trying to like distract you <laughs> and keep you from killing him or starving him, I guess.
0: Right, by, by not eating... He is starving. Yeah. And by playing Pokemon, you are keeping him from eating.
1: I don't think we talked about the continuity of this either. How it's like every single time you die and get a game over, that's supposed to be one kid that got sacrificed to him and died.
0: Yeah, I think the, f- the true right? ending makes the point that like all of the kids that you were playing as, mm-hmm. be they the best friends or you yourself the player, every kid that is eaten by the uncle who works for Nintendo is still alive and they're still, and they're all part of this. They're, or they are, like, like
1: existed, I guess. Right? Yeah, they're
0: like, in my head, they were stuck inside the Game Boy. Oh, okay. A scary place to be. Not a lot of fun games on the Game Boy. One of the worst systems.
1: Are <laughs> we talking about original Game Boy or Game Boy Color? All. But they're playing, they talk about Nintendo, or not Nintendo, excuse me, Pokemon. Yeah, the Pokemon's
0: w. the only one.
1: Which I, I was confused. I thought that was a Game Boy Color exclusive game, but you said you could play on regular yeah, Game, it game was, Boy
0: Yeah, uh, it was red, blue, and yellow were all original Game Boy. Dang. Okay. Damn. Can you believe it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was actually the first video game I ever owned was Pokemon Red.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was the last video game I ever owned. <laughs> sure. Sure it was. I went... Well, and I say that because uh, I went to a psychic once who told me, don't ever buy Pokemon Red because it will be the last video game you ever buy and then you'll be killed shortly thereafter.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So gotcha. I either need to buy Pokemon Red and then, be like, die soon or buy Pokemon Red and never buy a video game again for the rest of my life.
1: Mm-hmm. And honestly,
0: I don't know which one is worse. <laughs> Roxy, what did you think is the big idea of this game?
1: Uh, well, I think we talked about it a little bit already. But um, one of the reasons why this character, the the child who is sacrificing the player character <laughs> to the uncle who works at Nintendo, uh, is be- because they were lonely. Like, they were left alone. They didn't have anyone to stand up for them. So mm. I think kind of you, the player character, finally standing up for your friend and being like, sorry, I wasn't there for you, and I'm going to make sure I am now. Like, I'm going to make up for what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was just standing by, not doing anything. Yeah. So I think it's kind of, has a really uplifting message about standing up for your friends. It I think. was sweet. <laughs> yes.
0: Sweetheart <laughs> friends are sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like it's got something to say about, first of all, like, the lies children tell, and the way yeah. that we, like, manifested our tragedy through, like, various childhood forms, right? So much Mm. of these, like, lies that we tell at school, like, my uncle works at Nintendo and he told me about the new Zelda that's coming out, are cries for attention. Yeah. And if you are the type of child whose parent is constantly going to the bar Mm. and you're not getting that attention at home because you got an older brother who's got more problems than you and they tend to get all of your parents' attention, that's what you start to crave. And I think what's scary about this is the idea that like if these lies became true, how much power a child would have.
1: Yeah, to literally turn your parents into NPCs. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, there was a line too. Like I've, I think the parents also cycled out too. I don't know if it was the original parents.
0: Oh yeah, being know. manipulated this whole time, or if they were. Uh, new ones, I'm not sure. Yeah, there's definitely something about, like, the parents know what's going on. (laughs) Because in one of the endings, when your mom comes and picks you up, the parents, like, solemnly put their hands on their child's shoulders, like, you're gonna get eaten by this, uh, monster tonight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and just watch you walk away.
0: (laughs) Good luck with that. Uh, there is, like, the thing that's, like, truly frightening about this, and I think, like, again, grounds it into our reality is that these kind of lies break apart friendships.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: I definitely had the same friend who had Blast corpse and Carpeted Bathroom Uh huh. lie a lot. I remember he told us that he was going to be the new voice of Ren in Ren and Stimpy. What? And he was like, yeah, they fired Billy West and they got, came to me. What a thing to
1: lie about. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, that's
0: not true. But that was frustrating for me, and I remember like... I don't know if it was necessarily because of that, but also because I, like, wanted to be cool, and this was mm-hmm. not a cool kid, even though he was, like, my good friend. Yeah. I was just like, I can't, be around. I can't be your friend anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember, this is a very sad story, I remember being in line at lunch and, like, going through the line, and he was right behind me in line, he was just like, please be my friend again. Wait, you
1: seriously said
0: that? And I was just like, no, Tyler, we can't oh, do it. can't oh do it. God. Heartbreaking. But... He was a liar. (laughs) Like like, That is the manifestation of the uncle who works at Nintendo. Like, he was trying to break up their friendship. And that's how you ultimately defeat him, is with the Game Boy, like, you come together. You say, like, I'm sorry for you. I'm going to be here for you. You don't deserve this treatment. Yeah. Uh, Friendship is what beats back the lies. (laughs) It feels like a very one-to-one, this is how childhood friendships work.
1: Yeah, they're a lot simpler, I guess. There isn't as much room for nuance and kind of like talking things out because you don't really have those skills yet.
0: No, no child does.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you really don't.
0: And that's why you need a good parent to say like, hey, why are you telling all your friends you know about the next Zelda? Because I know exactly as much about the next Zelda as is out on the internet. I've (laughs) been following IGN. I know the rumors. (laughs) That's what a good parent does. They follow. Yeah, following each rumors. A good parent will keep up on the latest gaming leaks and, and rumors <laughs> to make sure their child is uh, not becoming an outcast at school by telling blatant lies. Tell a little bit of lies, obviously.
1: Mikey, you should read a parenting book. I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where can they pick it up?
0: Amazon. <laughs> it's on Amazon. And it's called Lies, Rumors, and Videotape. Everyone who is alive now, will be dead one day. Okay. A Guide to Parenting uh-huh. by Mikey McCullough, uh-huh. Esquire. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, that's your pen name, I gotcha.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, my pen name is just me lying about being a lawyer.
1: <laughs> Wait, that's what Esquire means? Uh-huh. Oh. I yeah. thought it was like some sort of, I don't know, like a duke or something. Like I thought it was so Just a,
0: of... a regular ass lawyer. Frank.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I learned something new today.
0: <laughs> Roxy, do you have a question about this? Uh, game?
1: I have a question for you, Mikey, in relation to this game. And that is, what is your strangest childhood sleepover story? <laughs> I gotta know.
0: <laughs> it's actually kind of the opposite of the Tyler story, where he followed me and said, can we be friends again? Um, I remember this kid in my class. His name was Ryan. Okay. He had a younger brother named Aaron, and they lived, like, very close to me. Mm-hmm. And I was f- more close with Aaron the younger brother and then one day Ryan and Aaron's parents said you guys can have a sleepover and you each can invite one friend mm-hmm. and Ryan invented invited this like super cool kid from my class named Matt okay and Aaron invited me so uh-huh. it was like three kids from our class and then the younger brother Aaron and the only thing I remember from the sleepover Roxy
1: uh-huh.
0: Ryan and Aaron went to sleep very early and me and Matt the coolest kid in class. We snuck off to play Super Nintendo. Uh Uh-huh. We played the uh, SNES Aladdin video game. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, do you think we're friends now? And I remember a few weeks later, uh, in school, Matt Uh saw me and he was like, remember when we stayed up and played Super Nintendo? And I was like, hell yeah, I do, dude. Uh Uh-huh. And we were friends from that point forward. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that a weird thing to go up to somebody and be like, hey, do you think we're friends now?
1: I mean, I think that's a very, like, earnest, childlike thing to do. I thought you were going to drop some story where he was like,
0: no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we kissed a lot. That's not true. I see. It
1: was on a different level.
0: <laughs> we didn't kiss at all. Uh. Bummed about it. Did you have a weird sleepover?
1: Uh, yeah, actually. It's a little little more action-packed, I guess. A little little bit of a jump scare in and of itself, I guess. Yeah. Um, We went, like, exploring an abandoned building. It wasn't... Building might be kind of overstating. (laughs) But there was a group of us, it was, like, in the neighborhood, you know, kind of like the weird, dilapidated house in the neighborhood that needs to be either knocked down or renovated or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But where I'm from, like, the sun doesn't go down for a really long time. So you can be out, like, roaming around the neighborhood as a kid and not really realize it's, like, super (laughs) Mm (laughs) late. So it might not have been the best idea, honestly, at the time for us to go
0: and do this. But what happened? What'd you find? Okay,
1: so we were, like, sneaking through it, kind of, like, psyching each other out and kind of laughing about it, like, ooh, this is really scary. Like, what's going to happen? And then we hear this awful, awful noise that sounds like something being killed. (laughs) And so we run, and we get out, and we realize one of us is missing, um, but we're too scared to go back in. But then uh, my friend just, she comes out. She's fine. She's not like freaked out at all. She was like, where did you guys go? I didn't see where you were. And we're like, "What? D- didn't you hear that thing? It was terrifying. She was like, yeah, there's a lot of birds in there. It's <laughs> so, like a bunch of birds had nested in this empty house. And the way they were like making noises, I think when she probably walked into the room, it spooked them. So they made a bunch of noises. And the way it echoed throughout the hallways, it sounded like something died.
0: <laughs> Can you confirm whether or not any of those birds died?
1: Uh, I cannot confirm that. And my friend who was in there. <laughs>
0: Do you think any of those birds have died since?
1: Uh, probably because it was many years ago. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, they're all dead now. So you just, it's not that you were wrong. It's just you weren't quite yet right.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully they can't spook anyone anymore. So there's that Like,
0: <laughs> Roxy, on a scale of one to nine, because even on the jump scares, 10 does not exist in the scary basement. This is true. How likely is this uncle who works at Nintendo situation to occur.
1: So I said one out of nine. Because because this monster did not have hands, so he could not fill out a job application to work at Nintendo. (laughs)
0: Okay, so you don't think (laughs) that a creature without hands can use an iPad? (laughs) to fill out a Java application.
1: He doesn't know how iPads work. just l- touch to speak. <laughs> doesn't matter. He can't, he can't figure it out. That's <laughs> fair.
0: That's fair. Uh, I actually said it's a seven. A seven. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, it's not super likely that a creature exists with these rules, but... It came out of a storm. That a kid would lie like this Oh, happens so much. Okay, this is true. And... As we know from the film Liar Liar, lies have a certain amount of mystical power. The idea that one kid could be so lonely and lie so much it would manifest a creature? Somehow that tracks to me.
1: It's would have to be a very psychically powerful child. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank God my friend Tyler, who had carpeted bathrooms and Blast Corps, had very little <laughs> psychic powers. I hope he's doing okay. <laughs> I hope he's living his best life. Does not have carpeted bathrooms anymore. Hey, Roxy. Mikey. Now the podcast is over. Oh, cool, yeah. Jump scare! (laughs)